0: Morning. Hey Sam. How you doing?
1: I'm I'm good, how are you?
0: Yeah. Good. Alive, yeah.
1: <laughs> your voice uh, your voice sounds a bit different this morning.
0: Oh, that's weird. It might be because I've been doing that very naughty thing that productive people are not supposed to do and hitting the snooze button for the last hour and a half.
1: Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say uh smoking. A grade substances
0: No, no, no A grade substances Not even B grade substances Not inhaling anything into Mm -hmm. my
1: lungs How's that going?
0: Yeah, good, good Uh, Starting to uh, be less snappy Which is good for everyone around me
1: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah All right, but
1: enough about you (laughs) Yes Uh, Goodness, I missed you Sam
0: Yeah, me too, dude What did Um, you do last Friday morning at half past seven? Was it as awesome as, as having our Skype call?
1: Um, I've 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 got a football uh, that I drew a face on, and, uh, <laughs> um, and and we were just hanging out on the island. Uh, <laughs> I call it I call it Zambi,
0: Aww. and
1: um, <laughs> and that that took up a, a good deal of of last Friday morning.
0: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what <laughs> did oh, you do no last funny. Friday morning?
0: I was on a plane, and you know I'm on a plane, not as cool. As yeah, it. yeah. Um, do you,
1: do you work when you're in the air?
0: I normally do, but in this situation, I had woken up at half past three in order to get to the airport in time. So, no, I was drooling on the shoulder of whichever person was sitting next to me <laughs> at the time uh, and occasionally surfacing enough to watch some really bad plane movies on those tiny mm. screens. Yeah,
1: I just, I just feel desperate for the most part of every flight. Really? I, um, yeah, it's terrible.
0: Desperate because you feel confined or because you're terrified? What kind of desperation?
1: There's, there's just about nothing about, about practic- the practicalities of flying except for, for human flight itself that inspires any sense of comfort or awe in me. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I love the fact that, that as human beings we're able to fly. This is amazing. Mm. Uh, it's a feat. And uh, and I love the view from from the window. Mm. I love looking down at places where, in my mind, there's always been nothing, and mm. then seeing like a little cluster of palatial mansions, or mm. you know that farm that looks really interesting, uh, and mm. then that patchy neighbourhood which ocean. which might be just meth labs, um, <laughs> and imagining what's going on down there. Oh, there's it's a, like a there's giant,
0: a giant game of SimCity, yeah.
1: There's a whole world out there, Sam.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> seriously?
1: It's um. But so that's nice. Uh, that is quite nice. Nothing else about it is nice. Other people uh, aren't very nice when they travel. There's like mm. a travel mode people go into, especially people who don't travel a lot. Mm. Um, it's the frantic uh, monkey impending doom mode or something. Yeah. Um, they become they become super uh, precious about where their suitcase goes above their seat. They, um, they they like putting their arms on on the the the, the console between you and them, and yeah. insisting that that is in fact the only place where their arms can go. And then. <laughs> holding up a newspaper over half of your seat. And
0: yeah, for sure. And doing that thing where they, they, they have to be at the queue the second that the gate opens and sort of mm-hmm. hurrying around frantically. I think secretly every human being is terrified of flying because you're sitting up there in this giant metal box that is hurtling through the air and... The, all the basic parts of your brain are screaming at you, this is not supposed to happen. So you just can't think about it too much. So I think Possibly. people distract themselves.
1: That may be it. So, I, you know, and also, I'm, I'm okay with other people, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, they're all right. But then <laughs> when they're touching me, I very quickly become not okay with them.
0: Yeah, at I least if they're strangers.
1: Not going to lie to you, Sam, I don't like being touched uh, by strangers. <laughs> Um, by
0: strangers. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad we're clarifying.
1: Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna use a broad brush stroke over every stranger in the world. I'm sure there's some strangers I'd love to be touched by, but most very, of, very
0: beautiful strangers, as an example.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to be that guy. But I, I've never ever been on a plane next. Okay, actually, I lie once. But I, I usually don't <laughs> end up on the plane next to somebody who I'd like in my space, in my business. Uh, yeah. So to uh, speak.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's, it's So there's that big issue in Japan with frottage on trains, and I just don't understand that. That seems like my worst nightmare, where strangers are literally trying to rub up against you in this really squishy public environment. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you there. I hear you there. There's there, a lot about Japan I don't weird?
1: understand. So. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yet somehow, strangely, I just want to live there. <laughs> I just want
0: to go there. Have you been to Japan?
1: Yeah, dude. Cool. Uh, Funny enough, go. I haven't spent time in Tokyo, but I was up hmm. north in Hokkaido province in a town cool. called Sapporo. Sapporo. And, yeah. And uh, it uh, it was pretty, pretty amazing. I tell you what, the Japanese, uh, they're on the other end of the productivity spectrum from uh, people roundabouts where I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you realize that an overproductive society perhaps isn't such a cool thing either.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know. So, I mean, you wanted to talk about multitasking today, which is a really interesting, interesting thing. Um, uh-huh. Because I think multitasking kind of opens the question as to why you feel like you need to be multitasking. Like what, what things in your life are so important but also so trivial that mm-hmm. you need to do them all at the same time and you can do them all at the same time?
1: Well, <laughs> the interesting thing to me is human beings can't do more than one thing at the same time. No, we're like, really in bad fact, at it. You could argue that nothing in the universe can do more than one thing at the same time. It's not its not really possible. Mm. Like even parallel processing in a computer, you could argue, is two things, yeah, <laughs> each sure. doing one it's thing at the parts same the time. K-
0: so apparently when humans think that they're multitasking, there, there's e- one of two things going on. Either they're switching tasks really quickly, which is degrading the efficacy of both, both tasks, mm-hmm. or you do actually get, in certain people, brain specialization. So this is why you can do something that's like a basic motor function like eating while doing something that isn't a basic motor function like watching TV. Um, yeah. You can do those two things at the same time because it's different parts of your brain. But it's still, it's not mm. the same part of your brain doing two different things. It's different parts of your brain. So I think the only effective way of multitasking is where one one of those things is incredibly banal and mundane.
1: Mm-hmm. But I suppose, you know, one has to kind of, if you strictly get down to, to the science, whether it's doing one thing in a millisecond and then doing the next thing, um, you know, the point is... It's probably a bad idea to even try. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: And yet, and yet, you know, every person that you, you walk past in any office in the world has like 30 Chrome tabs open mm-hmm. and is kind of alt tabbing frantically through three applications. But I guess what I'm on trying.
1: Phone. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's a bit delusional because, mm. yeah, you've got 30 Chrome tabs open, but you're not doing 30 things. You're only ever doing something in one of those tabs at a time. So all the other mm. tabs are doing really is vying for your attention It's a it's you set up a little competition
0: yeah
1: Mm -hmm. you've set up a little competition on your desktop Mm. uh with everything competing for your attention which i guess is why operating systems like if you look at the way windows 8 is going um, and how ios runs on tablets and smartphones and android Mm. um we're kind of getting to the space where instead of having a million things in your face you only ever really have one thing in your face
0: uh, um, y- yes and no, because I think uh, that is kind of the way that OSs are going. But I think that humans consistently want to be doing more things. So they, they will have their beautiful single-purpose tablet open in front of them, but they'll also have the TV on behind them, and they'll have their laptop next to them. And they'll be talking to someone, and you know what I mean. So yeah. <laughs> humans just thwart the efforts of mm-hmm. the of the operating system manufacturers. We just we we keep trying to do multiple things, and we really can't.
1: Mm-hmm. But why
0: are we trying so hard to do multiple things in the first place?
1: Yeah, and should we be batching things? Like mm. Tim Tim Ferris's idea that you should batch your email and only ever do it on like a Tuesday morning at twelve past nine or whatever the theory was.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that it, that doesn't make much sense to me either. Why? Well, because then you get to your email and you've got like 5,000 emails. And so you, stent- uh. you tend to gloss over. Now, look, most of your email deserves glossing over because it's some spam from that service you signed up on after following a link from social networking. And, mm. uh, and now they send you an email every Tuesday. To tell you how little you did in the week before um, or whatever. So most of your email deserves (laughs) ignoring, but I don't feel like it gets the attention it deserves when you wait for it to back up and then go and try and process 5,000 messages Mm. at once. So if email is something worth doing, and we can debate that too, Mm. then do it properly and let it become part of your day. Like I tackle emails as they come in, and I don't really care what Timothy Ferris thinks about that (laughs) because I feel like I'm giving... Uh, and again, the messages that deserve it, um, mm. the, the attention that they do.
0: Okay. But then how, so, so this is interesting for me because I feel like one of the best things I ever did for my productivity was install a little Chrome plugin called uh, Gmail inbox pause. And what it does, I, for some reason just can't convince myself to close my Gmail tab, but it just it, it kind of hides all your new emails from you so that you can trick yourself into thinking that there's no new emails until you unpause it and then you see all We've the new ones. We've discussed
1: this before. Why don't you just totally. close the tab?
0: I know. I know. I don't know. Because there is like some weird guilt thing about the fact that I should be responding to people's mails. But mm-hmm. this is my problem is that if the mails are coming in because, I, I don't know, maybe on some deep level i'm fundamentally screwed up and kind of need to please other people around me more than i need to get my own shit done i don't know but i feel like the the concerns of other people on me which is what emails email is Mm. always sort of end up taking priority over the thing i should actually be doing which is going to be more valuable Mm. so i find email incredibly distracting i have no idea how you can keep it open and well
1: maybe it's because i i use um, gmail and i put a lot of work into how i use gmail well i wouldn't say Mm. a lot of work but i've been training gmail so Google recently uh, launched a new layout for, for Gmail, which mm-hmm. isn't saying much because they launch a new layout for Gmail every um, other tea break. I mean, <laughs> Google iterates. It's ridiculous. Anyway. I love it. But, but they've got this new view, right, where you've got those tabs at the top, top of Gmail, and they try and divide your email up into, like, five categories. So they've so got a category for forums, one for updates, one for promotions, one for social. Um,
0: okay, So I don't actually have these tabs because I have a, a, an Apps for Business account and it hasn't rolled out to Apps for Business. Uh, um, can you set up your own tabs is my question.
1: No. Okay. So that's pre- fairly rigid. So you can still set up your own labels and stuff, but those mm. tabs, that that's a Google decision. Okay. Um, and then once you actually put a little bit of time into teaching Gmail what you think should go in there, and it was pretty good at getting, getting it right from the get-go, mm. um, it becomes easy to go, okay, I've got a whole tab full of Updates from my bank, my airline. If this, then that. Audible, Facebook, and a million other mm. services. I forgot I use. Um, <clears throat> that all goes under one tab. So very easy to ignore. The tabs have little unread counts on them, but once you just look at the tab and go back, they're gone. Mm. So whether or not you actually read the email doesn't matter. Mm. Um, so your promotion emails, your updates, your your stuff coming from social networks, etc. You just kind of it, – it makes it so easy to just ignore that stuff. And mm. when I go to my primary tab now, I only see emails that actually need my attention. No, that's um, good. And I, I'm, I'm not from the five-sentences generation of people who act like they're so busy that they don't have time to just basically apply decent manners to their interactions <laughs> with other humans. <laughs> I'm not that guy. Like I yeah. think it's rude and stupid, and I don't think you're actually as busy as you tell everybody you think you are. Yeah. So uh, do what your mom told you. Uh, Say please and thank you And put up your socks And act like a gentleman When you reply to an email Or Mm. something Yeah no. Or a lady
0: Act like a lady Mm -hmm. Yeah Yeah I mean there's something to that I don't know Um Ernest Hemingway said this this amazing thing once. Um, I, ca- I can't remember exactly what the quote was, but it's something about like, you know, when you eat, make sure that you are really, really eating. Like that food is the most important food. And when you are laughing, laugh like hell. And when you get angry, you get really, really, really angry because you're going to be dead one day. <laughs> so it's try and be alive. Present, you know? right? exactly. um, it's about being present, right? Exactly. It's about
1: being there in the moment and giving that other person. And sure, your email is a to do list compiled by somebody else, but yeah. guess what some of the people have every right to put things on your to-do list and most of them deserve more than a yeah on it you know
0: absolutely but this is exactly why i don't think that email should be a part of generally your day because it means that you're kind of going to just look at something for like half a second and respond very quickly because you're focusing on something else so i mean you know Hemingway talks about all the good things in life so kind of the you know the being present and the things that matter but i think being present in whatever work you're doing is also really important. I mean, that's where you're going to do really great things and not just come into an office and push things around,
1: you Uh know, metaphorically.
0: Um, Yeah, and I I don't know if we apply the principle of being present to the office space enough.
1: Mm, well, that's because most people don't want to be present at the office to begin with. They want it to go away as quickly as possible. So exactly. they come to work, put the on their headphones, problem. watch YouTube yeah. videos until something absolutely bleeds off of their to-do list into their face. Yeah. Um, and then they quickly do it so they can watch more YouTube videos and then go home.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Or and something. I think if
0: we had more flexi time and people were at work when they kind of felt like being at work, then that mm-hmm. would be less of a problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. so
1: back to multitasking um, – did you read uh, Nick, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Carr, The Shallows,
0: What mm, the Internet no. is
1: Doing to Our Brains?
0: No, I remember you telling me about it, though.
1: Uh huh. Nick Carr is a little bit of a, uh, what we'd call a technophobe, I guess. Mm. Uh, he's not it's technology's biggest friend to begin with. But, um, but The Shallows is interesting. And basically, uh, what the research into how we consume information on the internet uh, is telling us is that there's just no retention so it mm. goes back to our point around presence i suppose that you know you your brain's trying to process all of this information and you're constantly uh giving it the idea that there's lots of other information out there which of course there is so mm. you know in the one study for example they um they 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 basically try and monitor the flow of information in your brain so when somebody's reading a book you know you see kind of it starts with i suppose um your visual cortex or whatever uh, picking mm. up the actual images and then and of course, if you into the pattern recognition theory of mind, then other things start lighting up because they recognise patterns. So it's like, oh, I know that emotion; that's love, and then that centre of the brain lights up where you store mm. the whatever. Um, yeah. And but it happens. You know, when you're reading books, the theory is that it happens in a very so, sort of well understood, um, mm. very sort of uh, effective way. Where Where you finally get to remembering something once your brain has filtered out everything it doesn 't think is important, uh, you tend to you tend to remember it pretty well uh, consuming information in book form. then they look at Wikipedia pages for example, and the theory there goes that because there's, you know, it, it, you'd think hyperlinks. it's a block of text. Yeah. yeah, hyperlinks are the problem. So your brain mm. sees that like blue underlined piece of text and it <laughs> knows there's information about something. Uh, yeah. if, if it just follows this little doorway to this other sea of information and then it starts wondering about that. And then other. So your brain basically lights up like a Christmas tree. And mm-hmm. when it gets to actually deciding what's important and should be remembered, it just doesn't know. Yeah. And Nicholas Gard talks about your short term memory like a thimble and your long term memory like a swimming pool. And you're trying to fill up the swimming pool with a thimble that's just being yeah. overloaded constantly. Hmm. Um, That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you think about how the internet has changed over the last five years, the problem just keeps getting aggravated. So hyperlinks are, are bad enough. Although I, I kind of, I still love hyperlinks because you're still the one who ultimately has to initiate clicking the hyperlink and following the rabbit hole. You know, yeah. um, but but if you think about how we're consuming stuff now, increasingly you're not even looking at. Uh, text with hyperlinks you're looking at streams right so Mm -hmm. you've got your flipboard stream and your twitter stream and it's just this kind of like endless flow that just never stops that keeps coming in Mm. um and it's things people are sending to you so that's just even more like Overloading for your poor little thimble, mm. um, and I think that that kind of development in in how we consume information has is, is really been hugely problematic. I don't know.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I think uh,
0: Twitter is awful. <laughs> Except I love it. Ah, man.
1: So yeah, so you need to you need to treat your time and attention like the precious and valuable uh, commodity that it is, and you need to um, you need to make sure that you don't just go out there and follow everything that's on Twitter because. When that overload does begin, you're not going to get any value from the platform. You're just going to run away screaming with your arms in the air. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, internet breakdowns. I yeah. think this is a new ah! time where I have to start. Ah! Too ah! much. <laughs> too many pictures of cats. Ah!
1: <laughs> too um, much porn.
0: No, it said too, no one ever. <laughs>
1: uh, there's porn on Twitter.
0: I oh, did. There's got to hmm.
1: be. Hmm. I haven't considered this possibility. Let's
0: have a look. Um, While you're talking, (laughs) I'm going to search for hashtag. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay, Uh, distraction, Twitter information. Oh, the best thing I ever did (laughs) a year ago is just unfollow everyone on Twitter and then try to put together a list of really useful people. It didn't work, but it still feels like a good idea. And, you know, I I did the same thing with Flipboard, actually. I I went into Flipboard and killed a lot of the feeds I was following, etc. And and Flipboard instantly got uh, pretty (laughs) useful, actually.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, I love Flipboard. Flipboard is great. Um, actually, Feedly. Oh, the RSS reader. I love the RSS reader. Um, so if you type hashtag boobs into Twitter, you totally get porn.
1: <laughs> oh, really? People <laughs> just posting porn to Twitter. Of the
0: day. Yep.
1: Hashtag boobs. Hmm. Uh,
0: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing for the rest of our day? <laughs> uh, I, don't,
1: I don't. I'm not seeing many boobs. If I'm honest. Really? But I'm using, I'm using the crappy desktop Twitter client.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I've got TweetDeck, and it kind of pulls the photos in. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to do that. I am anyway. seeing some
1: very rude words. I'm going to tell you that much.
0: <laughs> Ooh, do not shock my delicate little ears.
1: Yeah. Twitter an anyway. uh, is an interesting thing. Uh, top boobs, at top boobs.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: People have a lot of time. <laughs> so yeah, I know. This it's is, true. This is what I'm learning today.
0: It's a true story.
1: Uh, boobies, Twitter, information, multitasking. Multitasking. (laughs) So you introduce boobs (laughs) and
0: then just
1: conversations get derailed. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, boobs tend to do that. Uh, since the dawn of time. True story. Mm hmm. Um, so, uh, email multitasking. Yes. Uh, That's just part of (laughs) the, I mean, that's just part of the problem. Like, so I'll be, I'll be working. I'm just trying to imagine the problem. I'll be working. Uh, I'll be replying to an email from a guy about a thing. And then um, you've got all these notifications now. And I think it's probably worse on your phone than it is on your desktop now. Totally. Where you've got 15 different instant messengers uh, loaded. So WhatsApp starts pinging and then BBM jumps up and then Facebook Messenger and then WeChat and then… Um,
0: That's so true. WhatsApp is the single most distracting thing in my life. I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to get off WhatsApp because the expectation of response time on WhatsApp and SMSing and stuff is still sort of, you know, within 10 minutes, I think. I don't know. What's what's kind of the expected response time?
1: I don't know if there's an expected response time or if there should be. Mm. But what I do wish is that it was easier to just turn on uh, or turn off rather notifications. So mm. if you look at the iPhone, for example, Apple introduced this do not disturb mode, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, it's only cool, though, if you're ignoring your phone entirely. Like, things will pop up on the screen. Your phone does, doesn't does make a noise about it. So yeah. um, if you're trying to use your phone to answer some emails, for example, uh, which increasingly – I think I actually probably answer more emails on my phone now than I do anywhere else. Mm. Um, then that's not so cool. Like, there's no way to go, okay, everything else needs to shut up now because – I am answering email, so shut up, the mm. fuck you must. I um, feel
0: like there's got to be an Android app that does this,
1: though. Well, what you need to do is, you know, and, and yes, there probably are Android apps that do that because you can do things like that on Android and not iOS. So you can mm-hmm. go into you can go into the notification settings for every single app, and then you can go and turn stuff off. So I've done that. Yeah. Um, but then, like, what's the point of having WhatsApp, right? So <laughs> what you basically want is a kill switch um, mm-hmm. that you can go okay, for the next two hours, just, like, don't tell me about stuff. Yeah, not and, distractible. Mm. Yeah, uh, which is easier said than done. Mm, so so, so somebody needs to come up with a definitive desktop app for this as well, and yeah. I feel like there probably is one. Um,
0: There's something yeah. called… Um,
1: like shit, Rescue Time is supposed to help you with this stuff, but it, it's, sort of, it's, sort of, it's limited to what it can do in the browser from my yeah. limited experience of it. Yeah. So Re- Rescue Time is, is that app that kind of gauges what you're doing on your computer and then it gives you a little dashboard of how productive you're being. Like mm. you and spend, what apps
0: you spend your time in. Yeah, yeah
1: you, you spent way too much time in PowerPoint, dude. Ease up on the presentations.
0: <laughs> Unless you're like, I don't know, doing something really fun in PowerPoint. <laughs> well, you
1: kind of, you kind of decide what, you know, what's important and what isn't. But what, yeah, and, sure. and then Rescue Time also has a mode it goes into where it kind of tries to stop the distractions from happening yeah. but it doesn't seem to work too well.
0: But there is a there is a Chrome app as well that um, blocks. Any sites that you kind of list list when you when you put it on, and it mm-hmm. kind of puts your browser into productivity mode, and then you can't open Facebook, which is probably a good thing. That's the interesting um,
1: thing about behavioral science is like knowing that you shouldn't go and look for boobs on Twitter uh, when you've got a report due in half an hour <laughs> isn't enough. You actually have yep. to go and physically jippo the ability for you to look for boobs That's on so Twitter true. while you're typing pathetic, your
0: report. We're such pathetic monkeys. Seriously, why do we have no self-control?
1: Well, no monkeys have self-control. We have the ability to build tools that give us the illusion of self-control. Yeah,
0: (laughs) so true. So, you know,
1: we've got that over uh, bonobos or something. But
0: we have less sex. So really, overall, what would you rather be?
1: (laughs) Overall, losing. (laughs) And yet, there are too many of us. (laughs) Uh, And we touch each other on airplanes. Good Lord. Weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we can't fly. (laughs) Flying's not going so well for bonobos.
0: <laughs> yeah. But they have so sex
1: with which to console themselves.
0: Exactly. I feel like if they stop masturbating each other for five minutes, they probably could invent some pretty cool things. But, you know, <laughs> priorities.
1: Multitasking.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know where I think multitasking comes from, ultimately, is this ridiculous notion that we have to be completely well-rounded humans that are good at everything all the time. Like, I don't know. I've been thinking about this quite a lot over the last week how the most interesting grown-ups i know are people who are incredibly not well-rounded they're like the opposite of they're like they're spiky they're like they're obsessed with one or two Mm -hmm. things but their home life is a mess but their career is amazing or vice (laughs) versa or like you know they're really fat but they're really funny and brilliant and great artists whatever you know what i mean like people who are just not well-rounded i think that the reason we get ourselves into these multitasking like treadmills is we're like okay but I've got to be fit and I've got to be a great cook and I've got to be great at my job and I've got to be yeah. great at home you know like but, can't we just give up on some things
1: well I think what we need to give up on is the illusion of of, of perfection we've got this idea that there are people out there who are actually just happy 24 hours a day happy yeah. and thin and permanently at parties taking <laughs> selfies of themselves <laughs> with celebrities and they only um, drink
0: the trendiest of craft beers that they buy off this like off the brewer himself
1: absolutely yeah, and right. the Instagram feed will tell you this there's actual evidence to back it up for our monkey brains you open anybody's instagram feed and it looks like keith richards man they they are living it um but but that's you know obviously bullshit (laughs) nobody's well-rounded um and so so what
0: yeah i think i'm going to start a protest instagram account where i only photograph the most boring parts of my life Mm-hmm. <laughs> i was gonna be like here's me brushing my teeth
1: <laughs> i don't think you're gonna get too many followers dude mm-hmm.
0: it'll be hilarious that sounds like kim kardashian's
1: uh instagram feed
0: it kind of does it's a it's a true story
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. oh man uh, okay yes. so um so get get that email thing going and uh and maybe install rescue time. I haven't found so it very useful to be offered. To be no,
0: uh, I had it for a while and I uninstalled it as well. Um,
1: it, you know, as with any kind of life monitoring uh, thing, yeah. you, there's you really need to put a lot of upfront work into what's important and should be mm-hmm. measured, mm-hmm. and um, and try and find a way of focusing on those. So yeah. that's why I like very flexible analytical flexible analytical flexible. tools like Fitbit, right? Because you go and yeah. you decide what the dashboard is and what the different mm. things should be, uh, and you get rid of the stuff that isn't important to you. Um, yeah. You know, money management tools, PFM tools, you need to think about what are the categories that matter. Uh, mm. It's the same as Google Analytics, I guess. You need to put some time into thinking about what kind what of conversions you want to be monitoring. Absolutely. It's not... You know, being able to measure information doesn't make that information useful to you if mm. you're measuring the wrong things. So I feel like maybe I just didn't put enough time into rescue time and teaching it like these are the apps I'm productive in. And then mm. the problem is like, you know, I, I'm not always productive on that app. And even in my browser, <laughs> what, like, uh, what
0: are you doing in Excel that, that's like oh, not productive? Let me tell <laughs> hey, I you. Made, I made a game. <laughs> mm. Come
1: on. Yeah. I don't know how to use Excel. But like Facebook, uh. I do work in Facebook. Yeah, I know that right. sounds weird, but Facebook Messenger is sometimes the best way to get hold of some. I like I've got friends who just like email doesn't exist for them, <laughs> but you send them a Facebook message and you get a reply in 2 seconds. Um, right. but also I, I manage some campaigns on Facebook with some of the companies I work with, so yeah, yeah. I like monitoring those. So, you know, rescue time doesn't, you know, maybe one day it'll be smart enough to tell like when mm-hmm. you're in the advert manager you're doing work on Facebook or I, yeah. I don't know.
0: But you know what, I don't even know if that's that's kind of measuring the right stuff again. So, you know, similar to the Google Analytics example, if you can rather measure output, so, you know, keep mm-hmm. focused on this is the thing I need to do today. It's just mm-hmm. the one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you just do that thing, then you know that you've been productive. And if it, you spent four hours screwing around before you did that thing, because that mm-hmm. thing is probably only going to take you half an hour, actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, that's okay.
1: Yeah, life is a messy, messy place, Sam. It At is. the end of the day, I suppose it's, it's down to should you be doing what you're doing? Because if you're mm. procrastinating about doing something, um, that doesn't mean it's not worth doing. But maybe it's not something that's worth doing for you. Like maybe you don't really want to do this thing and maybe you shouldn't be even trying.
0: So true. Just um, give up. Give because up on if, being you really und-
1: wanted, if you really wanted to be doing it, I wouldn't have trouble getting you to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Although, actually, hmm, that's and if a whole, it's the I admin
1: required to like pull off something else that you should be doing, then find somebody to do that admin for you. Maybe this is terrible I advice. This, this is the worst thing I've ever come up with.
0: <laughs> this has got to be the the whole topic of what we talk about next week because actually, this is a whole other conversation. But I feel like it's very difficult to motivate myself to do the things that I think are most important to myself mm. because I don't know. It's much easier to procrastinate, and because I think you, you get on Twitter. afraid. I know. Boob's on Twitter. Come on.
1: Yeah, that's easy. <gasps> anyway, oh yeah. man. Hmm.
0: Man. <laughs> okay, so give me what, like, one link or one book or one thing that I should try and read this week.
1: Uh, check out Workflowy. Workflowy. What is it? This thing. Uh, it's it's <laughs> Workflowy helps you make lists, and then you can Ooh. make lists of lists. Um. Ooh. No, workflow may be the only productivity tool that's compatible with my very messy brain. I mean, <laughs> anybody who's been listening to our conversations on the internet knows that I clearly know nothing about productivity. Um, <laughs> but I just feel like there's too much overhead in getting any, into any productivity systems. Like even mm. Evernote is too complicated for me, man. Oh, it's man. like… You know, if you really want to make the stuff useful, you yeah. kind of need to decide which of the four trillion features are going to be important to you. Workflowy gets them all out of the way. You make a list, and then you nest lists within lists, uh, and when you click on things, they expand, and then you breadcrumb your way back through them. Which That's sounds cool. crazy, but do yourself a favor: just set it up and watch the first few um, watch the first few intro videos to Workflowy. And it may just change your life.
0: Cool. I kind of feel like I want to use this, this tool to make lists of all the things in my life just for the purpose of making lists because making lists is deeply satisfying. We need to make cool. a list. And then we need, need to make, make a list
1: of all the lists that we need to make. And I'm then a list, the list of people in that need to approve the list of the lists. And then a list of meetings <laughs> that the people who approve the lists of all the lists we That's need to make.
0: funny. Yeah. My problem is, I'm so, like, as you say, getting into any new productivity system is such an investment that I'm now so committed to getting things done and Evernote that I can never move. I can never try anything else. I'm stuck. Well, forever. check out
1: Workflowy. It's the best thing I've seen this week. Okay. Uh, that and Ray Kurzweil's How to Create a Mind, which is what I'm reading. It's amazing. Ooh,
0: that sounds very exciting. I'm not reading anything related to productivity, but I am playing a great game called Lily Looking Through, which is a point-and-click adventure, and I love it. And Lily, it's amazing. Lily Looking Through. So you should do that with all the time you reclaim by being more productive, using workflowy. There we mm-hmm. go. That's that. I totally made it relevant. Look at me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you totally did, and and Ray Kurzweil, you know. He kind of talks about how our brain works, so I suppose that 's a bit relevant to kind of yeah. sort of
0: yeah kind
1: of <laughs> <laughs> the chapters I must tell you if so. you do ever pick up this book it 's not easy going mm. like and you realize exactly how smart Ray Kurzweil is, like mm. I think most people will have heard his name, they remember him for being the guy who made us all aware of the singularity as a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think many people understand exactly how significant Ray Kurzweil is in the world of artificial intelligence and computing, how smart he is. I mean, Siri works because of Ray Kurzweil's company, oh, uh, which used that. to be Kurzweil Computing, I think, and is now Nuance Software. Um, Mm. like computers would be nowhere near understanding speech as well as they do without his work. Mm. Um, And he understands the brain arguably better than anybody else either. So How to Create a Mind is an amazing book. It's a bit difficult at first, but Mm. there are chapters on consciousness and willpower and things like that that will do your head in quite literally.
0: That sounds really amazing. Isn't Ray Kurzweil the guy who's trying to make himself immortal, but perfectly seriously?
1: Uh, Well, isn't that what all people in AI are? kind of
0: trying
1: yeah to i guess so and yeah. um so so he's yeah but i mean he he's head of engineering at google now they appointed him to that position last year so cool um you know he he understands the hierarchical models around information and how it's intrinsically stored and the physics of information for lack of a better word i suppose i'm like oh i good. don't know what the hell i'm talking about but <laughs> I, I kind of it understand half really of cool. what's in this book maybe yeah. and um and in a very real way Uh, Google has a big brain that it's trying to manage. And who better Mm. to manage that than Ray Kurzweil, who understands – is probably the person best positioned in terms of his understanding of both biological and synthetic brains to help Google kind of fully realize it's – I don't know. That sounds really amazing. No, I'm going to pick
0: that up. It's a good book. It's a good book. He's an
1: amazing guy, uh, and I wish him well. It also makes you aware of some scary theories like that we may be living in a simulation already. Mm. Um,
0: Thanks, first-year philosophy.
1: (laughs) Scott Adams talks about that a lot, you know. He's like, uh, you know, if if a race did become sufficiently uh, sophisticated that they could create, let's say, Mm. Uh, A satellite or a probe or something, a rocket that was shot into space with computers on board that were running a simulation of the world with people living in it. Um, Mm -hmm. That rocket would travel out into space and by virtue of its nature, it would be around for a lot longer than the Mm -hmm. 13 billion years of the universe has been around for already um, or the 3 billion years of life. So the chances would be mathematically greater than that if such a simulation was possible, that you were living in one instead of the real world, whatever that yeah, means. That
0: kind of makes sense. I mean, I think where you get to very quickly with that sort of intense skepticism is realizing that if you are living in a simulation, it actually doesn't matter no. um, because the, your experience of it is the same, whether or not there is some kind of underlying reality yep. or not.
1: Well, that's the yeah. amazing thing about it. Anyway, yeah. how to create a mind. It's uh,
0: Cool. Yeah, that sounds like
1: a great one. I will pick that up. Any other cool uh, stuff you want to talk about? I'm going to no, go and play Lily really. Looking Through.
0: Yeah, go do it. I, I don't know. I've I've been doing very little. That's that's productive over the last week, so I can't really mm-hmm. talk about
1: it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna drive off now. Amazing, gonna, I'm guy, gonna try and multitask.
1: Gotta go see a guy about a thing.
0: <laughs> I gotta go see a guy about a okay,
1: thing. Right, about thing. Okay, all right, Sam.
0: Okay, but that's this has okay. been real. I think, in fact, we should do it again in a week's time.
1: Okay, let's do that.
0: Okay, deal. 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 I'm, I'm done. In. <laughs> done. Okay.
1: All right, Samantha.
0: (laughs) Goodbye, Mr. Dingle.
1: Goodbye.